morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. We have another episode for the podcast, Self-Love Talks. Today we have a very, very special guest with me. And uh, I'm very glad to introduce you, Kitty. She's a transformational teacher and podcaster. And uh, welcome, Kitty. Thank you very much for being here. Hi, Ilsa. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So, um, Kitty, tell us uh, about yourself, your background and everything in between and how you started this journey as transformational teacher and podcaster. Okay, no problem. Well, hello everyone listening. Really great to get connected to you. My name is Kitty Waters and I am the host of a podcast called Kitty Talks. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've been interviewing the world's top thought leaders on how they are changing the world and how they have found and followed their purpose. Uh, so I'm a transformational teacher and I also have a Do Your Dharma course where I lead women through an eight-week online course to help them tune in to why they came and create lives so good that they pinch themselves. And all of this came about, I haven't kind of been, well, I didn't pop out doing this, I didn't know what I was going to be doing, um, but my life story really shaped <laughs> My life story really shaped who I am and what I'm doing in the world. Um, so my 20s, Ilsa, were not quite so positive. Um, I spent my 20s battling depression. Mm. Um, I had a drug and alcohol problem. Um, I, um, earning good money with good friends, but I was really unhappy. And I didn't really understand why, because, you know, I'd done what society told me to do. I'd gone to school. I got a good education. I got a good degree. I got a good job. Um, but yeah, I was battling depression um, and I really did not have self-love <laughs> at <Yeah>. all. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> um, and I think so many of us um, go have a sort of similar story because we follow what we're told we're kind of followed that this is the way that we should should live um and historically you know you hear about men having when they're unhappy with their life and the money doesn't fulfill them um and they go and buy big you know supercars um but i think those midlife crises are happening younger and younger and um for me my pivotal, I suppose, wake-up call was at the age of 28. Um, my mother tried to commit suicide. Um, and I remember getting the phone call. Yeah, it was pretty heavy. I remember getting a phone call at work. To, she'd been very ill with depression for a couple of months leading up to it. Um, and I remember um, ringing my boyfriend um, and saying, look, we've got to go and look for my mum. She's, you know, we need to go home. She's gone missing. My boyfriend was a paramedic, Ilsa, um, which wasn't a coincidence. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, we picked up my sister and we traveled. <laughs> well, I truly believe that, you know, um, the right people come into your life yes. at the right time. And yes. um, we picked up my sister on the way home we drove about we 
drove about an hour outside back to my parents' house. And um, when we got to my parents' house, in the living room was a policeman. And um, my father was uh, talking to the policeman. He had a suicide note that my mother had written. And um, the policeman asked me if my mum had ever tried to do anything like this before. And I said no. And my father said yes. Mm. Um, and in that moment, I discovered um, that we had a huge history. Mum had suffered all her life. My grandmother had suffered. Um, and I discovered in that moment that my mum had had very bad postnatal depression um, and been in, out, in and out of hospital and had actually tried to commit suicide once before. Mm. surprise <laughs> mm. um so it was a bit of a wake-up call a bit of like wow my life isn't what I thought it was um but obviously with my mum having gone missing I didn't really have time to process it I um we went to look for my mother and and we live um the back of our house is a huge expanse of woods and um I remember getting to a certain point and my sister saying well where do we go you know there was a big expanse of wood left another big expanse of woods on the right. Um, and um, my sister sort of screamed at me, well, where do we go? And um, I remember very clearly getting a voice in my head and the voice said, turn right. Yeah. And my sister said, well, how do you know we turn right? And I said, I'm just being told to turn right. Um, and so we followed the voice uh, and we, had found, we found my mother and she had overdosed. Um, and she had taken an overdose and kind of slumped, you know, kind of passed out. Luckily for her, she hadn't fallen in a river because she was right next to a river. Um, and if she'd have fallen in the river, she would have died. Um, but um, we managed to get her to hospital. And I just remember running for the ambulance um, and kind of saying, look, you know, I'm, I know I wasn't living at the time. I was, you know, overweight. I was doing drugs I was um, living really I knew I wasn't living how I was supposed to be living um, and so I kind of sort of said you know please God get me out of this and if I do I promise I'll change my life and you know I'll, I'll, I'll help I'll, I'll do what I'll need to do um, and so that was a huge catalyst actually um, for me luckily for us my mum was okay um, um, and then after that I decided to go down a very big um, personal development and uh, spiritual rabbit hole. <laughs> um, so it was a very big turning point, basically, in my life, which got me into the work I do today. Mm. And w which were your first uh, like steps into the spiritual journey and transformational journey for yourself? Where did you start? Well. Um, It's funny because what I teach now is I teach people to follow the breadcrumbs. So what I mean by that is I think we're always being, our soul and our highest version of ourselves is always communicating with us, but we don't necessarily listen. Um, and I remember at that point, I, I actually met, I actually met a boy, would you believe, in a pub. And mm. I was doing my usual stuff. I was going out, getting drunk. Um, met this boy and had a kind of short-term relationship with this guy. Um, but he was very into Tony Robbins. Yeah. And he, he was a very positive, upbeat guy. Um, and I just really liked him. I just thought his attitude, he'd lost his father. 
Um, and he, that was the way he found to get through it by listening to Tony Robbins. And so that really sparked my interest. But I remember, um, after that, um, seeing that one of Tony Robbins trainers was coming to London and he was doing an evening in London and something inside me just said, you need to go to this. Um, I call it following the breadcrumbs. You know, when you get that knock on your soul, yes. when mm. you get that inner voice talking to you, you know, you really need to follow it. And so I did follow it. And I went, I took a neighbor, a friend of mine with me at the time. And um, I had the most amazing evening. Everybody was so lovely, so mm. open, so welcome. Um, and, every, you know, everyone was hugging each other. And it was very different to what I was used to. And I remember coming out of the evening and I just um, loved it. And my neighbor hated it. And she said, oh, my God, what a bunch of fruit. You know, I'm never going back to something like that. Um, and I kind of agreed with her because I didn't want to sort of say, actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, but secretly, I loved it and I was hooked. <laughs> um, and then I started basically doing more and more, going to more and more personal development events, joined a personal development group in London. Um, and I shifted my life because I had built a very toxic lifestyle where everybody went out and got drunk and mm. took drugs. And that was my, that was my toxic environment. So I had to completely shift my environment away, away from those people. I stopped drinking. I stopped hanging around with those people. Um, and I started hanging out with people who were, you know, up for creating amazing lives. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're maybe not in a very good place in your life, you know, just have a look at who you're surrounding yourself with. You know, are you, maybe your family's negative, maybe your friends aren't such a good influence, but you're lonely. And that's the thing is quite often we stay with those people because we don't want to be with nobody. Yeah. Um, but just please know that, it, you know, just slowly but surely you can turn your life around and you can make more inspiring friends. And, you know, it's really important that you find a um, empowering community to surround yourself with. Um, and that's what I did. I, I, um, I started going to Yes Group. I then, um, Ilsa, I then decided that I was going to climb Kilimanjaro with this wow. group I was a member of. Mm. Well, I thought it was, I thought it was great because, you know, what would stop me drinking? And I had to say, take it seriously. And I, you know, I couldn't go out every weekend and get off my head. You know, I had to um, be serious about it because it was a really big thing to do. Um, and so that's what I did. I started training for it. And um, the chap who took us up Kilimanjaro was a member of an organization called the Transformational Leadership Council. Mm. Um, and by, the, by this stage, I had read lots of personal development books, including ones by Jack Canfield. Um, and Jack Canfield actually set up this organization. Um, they're called the TLC. And it was a network for people doing transformation work. It was a, a peer group for people who were transformational leaders. And it had all my favorite people in it. Um, people like John Gray, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, um, Michael Beckwith, Sonia Chiquette. And um, every night he told us stories about the organization. And it was the first time in my life that I felt truly excited about something. Mm. Um, and it was like somebody put a, a, a light bulb on in my soul um, because I got very obsessed with the idea of bringing that organization to Europe because obviously it wasn't in Europe. And um, I got down off the mountain and I now realize that I was consciously manifesting 
Um, mm. But I've told told everybody I was going to bring it to Europe. I wrote a business plan that I was going to bring it to Europe. I visualized that I was going to bring it to Europe. I had no idea how I was going to do it. Um, but when we use our gifts, our unique gifts and talents um, in service to others, I do believe the universe supports us. Um, and that was my experience. By a series of wonderful synchronicities, I got connected to my now partner in the organization. Mm. Um, and that was six years ago. And um, we now have um, a global transformation organization with members in about 20 countries um, that meets twice a year. Wow. <laughs> but I think it's a really good testament for anybody listening. You know, um, I now talk about the subject of Dharma and how when we are following the breadcrumbs, when we're listening to our inner voice, when we're actually doing the things that we enjoy, mm -hmm. then amazing things are, pos are possible. Um, Absolutely. And now that's, <laughs> that's what's led me into my work now um, of helping others realize their dreams. And uh, I'll, because there are a lot of people out there that they don't know how to listen to their inner voice, to their inner guidance. So mm. how, do you, mm. how do you like suggest to someone who is just starting out uh, how to tune in and start listening more to this inner uh, guidance? Well, first of all, that's totally normal, I would say. You're totally right, Ilsa. We're not taught from a young age to listen to our intuition. In fact, yeah. we're taught to dismiss it. Exactly. Um, so, <laughs> you know, it is difficult because everything tells us that it, we shouldn't listen. Um, so I, first of all, wouldn't beat myself up. I would make sure that I'm nice to myself because um, it's important that we have self-love like you talk about, you know, it's really important that we honor ourselves and we're all doing the best that we can mm -hmm. with the information we've got. Um, but by, first of all, I would um, try and create some space. Like it's very difficult to listen to an inner voice if you're very busy all the time. Um, like when I was younger, I didn't like to spend time by myself. I've, cause I, it, because I felt um all my stuff would come up i felt alone you know i had to look at myself and so i think a lot of young people don't have any time to themselves um i see it with my stepdaughters actually they kind of surround themselves with friends all the time so there's no space for them to hear themselves um so if you're listening to this and and you want to get more connected to your intuition then just create time for yourself for that could be taking the dog for a walk um, that could be writing a journal, um, anywhere where it's just you, um, and you get to tune in internally. Um, so start off by doing that. And then, uh, if it's feasible, look at having some type of spiritual practice, mm. um, yoga, meditation, uh, all of those things will help you get connected to yourself and your inner voice. Absolutely. And as you were saying, we are, we have been like uh, told uh, to like, quote unquote, uh, numb ourselves through television, shopping, mm -hmm. uh, going out with friends, uh, music, uh, you know, there is no silence. There is so mm -hmm. much uh, uh, over 
information that uh, it's at the beginning it it's like also for me it was a conscious choice every day to take at mm. least you know 10 minutes in silence with myself mm. very good yeah very good yeah absolutely and I, it does pay dividends because um once you start to have a stronger connection to yourself you'll get that guidance and i, I think it's your soul speaking to you um, and your higher self talking to you. But what tends to happen is we tend to have a lot of conditioning. So um, in my case, I was in a job where I was unhappy, but I didn't think I could leave and do anything else because I was earning really good money. Mm. Um, and so what in my experience, because I've now interviewed over 100 thought leaders um, who are doing their soul, soul work, sorry, mm. um, who, who, who are doing their soul work. Um, but in my experience that um, if we don't listen to that voice, you know, we end up heading down the wrong path or something happens, you know, we might be made redundant or something will happen to recorrect us. Mm -hmm. um, and I had a great example of somebody I interviewed the other day. She was a young lady who was 20 and she'd built a global business um, by the age of 20 wow. um, and, you know, totally following her passions. She was a ballerina, trained ballerina at the age of um, three to 13 and then she got an injury um, and she thought, wow, what else do I like to do? What, what other passions do I have? And so she started cooking um, and she's combined all her passions in her platform. But I think she's a real example of somebody who um, has always followed their inner voice and who hasn't is young enough that they don't have a lot of conditioning um, and basically has combined all her passions and talents to create the business that she's now running. Um, and because she's so in alignment with who she is and what she's supposed to be doing on the planet, it's just flowed beautifully for her. Yeah. And as you said, uh, when we do not uh, like uh, listen to our inner voice, like the universe keeps sending us, uh, or God or the higher power keeps sending us like uh, messages or events uh, or people or situation, that uh, helps us to, you know, redirect uh, the path. Yes, exactly. And um, having studied the Vedic texts and the subject of Dharma, what it stipulates in Dharma is that uh, messages come in four, four ways to us. So they come mind, body, spirit, and emotions. So you'll get messages through your mind, messages through your body, messages through your spirit and messages through your emotions. So um, wherever there's resistance, where you, where you come across resistance to something, so say you're listening to this and you have resistance to going to your job um, and that resistance builds and builds and builds, that is actually a message. That's a message for you to listen because when we're doing what we love, we are totally in, in flow with the universe. So there's no resistance. Um, and we're almost riding that universal energy flow. Um, but messages do come to show you, to tweak your direction or to um, how to stay in alignment with the energy flow. Uh, so it's really important that we develop ways of listening. Um, so when you quieten your mind through meditation, you're more likely to get good, you know, good positive messages through meditation. Um, one of the other things that's really good to do is... Um, do some type of exercise because that puts you in an expansive state 
uh, and you're more open to messages coming through when you're in a positive, expansive state. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's lots of things that you can do. You can do to kind of build your build your intuition like a muscle. You know, you have to build your intuition like you would do if you go to the gym. (laughs) And uh, so, how do how do you keep uh, like uh, going and keep faith uh, during? the first moments of building your business, uh, difficult uh, moments and challenges. Uh, how did you keep yourself motivated and going? Well, I think the great thing about following our passions um, and our, using our unique gifts and talents is our unique gifts and talents come naturally to us and our passions we love. So when you're, especially if you're going to build a business and you want to become an entrepreneur, it's essential that you are doing something you're passionate about because when you're doing something you're passionate about, it doesn't feel like work. So for me, I've got to the point in my life where I know I'm on this earth to shift consciousness. You know, that's why I came to earth and that's my driving force. So um, if something doesn't necessarily go right, then I know I'm still headed in the right direction because that's the thing that's driving me. Um, and that keeps you going, you know, you, you, you're, um, more likely to work all the hours that God sends uh, on some, on something you enjoy than something you hate. Um, and so it's just about finding the thing that doesn't feel like work and the thing that, you know, that you really enjoy. Like sometimes now when I'm doing things like this with you, it's like, Oh my God, this is my job. And it doesn't feel like a job because I just love it, you know? Um, and that's kind of interesting in itself because we've been so conditioned to believe that we have to have to work hard um, to be successful. And I actually would say the opposite. When you're doing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. It just feels like an extension of you, who you are. Absolutely. I agree with you. And uh, it's, uh, it feels like... Uh, fun and joy and expansion and it's not like uh, even if sometimes there are moments of difficulty or challenges uh, you you have the big vision you have the big uh, why and you keep you Mm. keep pursuing it Mm. yeah exactly exactly and one of the things that we teach or i teach in my do your dharma course is all about emotional vibrations so um when you are disconnected from life, when you're depressed, you know, say you're going through the motions, like 87% of the planet are yeah. just going through, going through the motions on a daily basis. So they're just trying to survive. They're just trying to kind of get through the day. Um, but those are very low level vibrations. Um, and so what we teach in the course is how to keep your, um, how to keep your vibration up. And actually um, you hear sentences or you hear phrases like follow your bliss um, and, you, you know, people might think, oh, that sounds really naff. But actually, there's real mm-hmm. meaning and weight to, weight to it. Because when you're doing what you love, you're in a very high state of emotion. Mm-hmm. So bliss, joy, gratitude are all very high levels of vibration and emotion. Um, and obviously, you know, quantum physics shows us that um, like attracts like. So when you're in a very high level vibration, things tend to flow much better and life tends to go a lot easier without a lot of effort absolutely mm. and what do you suggest would we suggest to someone like uh, who feel inside of, of herself of himself this desire this intuition to build uh, 
his business or go for his passion or passion, but still have like this fear of uh, failing or not succeeding or failing other people? Um, that is very common as mm. well. I went through that. I went through that. I was building a business and I didn't want to leave because I didn't want to let anybody down. So first of all, just know that that's really normal. But then second of all, um, make sure you get yourself in a, a supportive community because if you have the right people around you who will encourage you and support you, you can get through anything. Um, we have a kind of Facebook group um, called, called uh, Kitty Talks on Facebook um, where everybody in there is going after their passions and their purpose. Um, so find, find people that you resonate with. Find people that are doing what, you're, what you want to be doing. Um, and then a top tip is very much to surround yourself with people that you want to become. Um, mm-hmm. Because it will rub off, you know, we are the sum of the five people that we spend the most time with. So um, the more you hang around with the people that you want to be, the more likely it's going to be you, you know, you're going to rub off on you. Absolutely. And uh, what is uh, right now you are working on a new project? So... um, I'm relaunching my course in October. Um, Mm. So it's called Do Your Dharma. It's an eight-week online course for predominantly women who are looking to tune in and find their purpose and discover why they came to earth. And really, it's a mindset shift, actually. It's a different way of living life and looking at life. Um, It's a very freeing, once you understand dharmic principles, Mm. um, it's an incredible kind of way of living. Um, so that's happening the end of October. Um, and also I'm writing my book. So I've just mm. got my book, so I've got a book proposal. And Amazing. My, I'm, you know, <laughs> thank you. It's nice. And again, it was interesting because the agent just came through a connection. Hmm. Um, and I think that's what tends to happen is when you're going the right direction, doing the right things is that, um, you know, synchronicities do happen and the re- right people do show up. Um, so yeah, my plan is to get a book deal before Christmas and launch the book hopefully next year. Beautiful. And uh, where my listeners can find you on social media, connect with you? Wonderful. Yeah, thank you. Um, we are on Instagram, kitty underscore talks. We're on Facebook, kitty talks. And then my uh, website, if you want to listen to the podcast, we're on iTunes. Um, and SoundCloud, and we're also on um, Spotify as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also join our mailing list at kittytalks.com, and you'll be notified about all the different uh, events and work that we're doing. And actually, if someone listening to this has got a story, because I'm all about empowering people to follow their heart and follow their dreams. And it's, you know, I believe that if we share enough stories of people who have done this and done this successfully, it's almost like we get to a critical mass point where that becomes the norm. Yeah. Um, and I truly believe that we're a critical point in humanity's existence, because if you think about the challenges the world is facing, actually, when people do their dharma, when they're in alignment with who they are supposed to be, incredible things can happen and incredible solutions can, can come about. Um, so my mission really is to shift consciousness and shift the way people live their lives. And so 
one of the ways I'm doing that is by sharing stories of people who have followed their dreams so others can be empowered and, um, and also be inspired. So if you've got a story that you think would inspire other people, I'd love to hear from you because we could share that story for you. Um, so I have two mediums. I have um, a weekly share my story and I also have the podcast where I interview people. So yeah, come over, say hello, come and message me. Um, let me know how you heard about us um, and come and get connected. Amazing, amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, what would be the last uh, small or big uh, piece of advice you would like to leave to our listeners? Um, I would say never give up. Um, you know, say if you're listening to this podcast and you were, you were where I was 10 years ago, you know, you're maybe you're, you're looking at your life and it doesn't look the way you want it to look. And you know there's more to life, but you don't know where to start. Um, just know that quite often um, our greatest pain can be our greatest gift. So you might be battling through something at the moment. Um, it could be, you know, drugs, alcohol, eating disorders, death. I'm not sure, you know, but just know there is life on the other side of it. Um, and actually, if you can find a way to use your experience to help and serve others, then it will not be a wasted experience. Um, but again, if anyone listening is going through anything like that, then you know, come over to our community and uh, we'll, we'll put you on the right path and look after you. Thank you so much, Kitty, for being here with, uh, with me, with us. It has been an amazing interview and talks. Ooh. And we are looking forward to connect with you more and more. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me, Elsa. It's amazing. Thank you. Bye. Bye.